Snap back to Thompson. Stepping up, throwing deep downfield, has a man out there. Alante Brown makes a catch. Our exit Palmer again at the 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Trey Palmer. Burns that Purdue defense again. All right, if you had uh, fantasy college football and uh, <laughs> Trey Palmer was on your team. Doing pretty good. Seven catches, a record 237 on 13 targets. He had two touchdowns, and he had the end around that went for 60. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then that led to, and a key point in this game, so you know, Mickey at halftime said, this is going to come down to a game of seven over three. And you ended up getting three when you – it felt like you were going to get seven. Yep. But that was first and goal at the four, and Nebraska went three straight passes. I didn't have a problem with the third one. No, the third one was – Thompson missing Brown. Wide open. But why, you know, the line drive to Grant that they threw uh, right at the cor- the front corner of the end zone. Mm-hmm. But no – not even a hint of running the football. Yeah. When they got brutal. the first and goal at the four. Absolutely brutal. A couple tweets I wanted to, to read real fast. Uh, Grant says, having a team who gives effort – Beliefs, fight, etc. It's not a reason to anoint a coach. That should be a given. Hurling a low bar is a huge achievement. And Jamie says, you guys are doing great on overreaction night, being level-headed and realistic. I think too many fans are saying Mickey is the man for the head coach just because he's better than Frost. Nothing against Mickey, but that shouldn't be the criteria. Couldn't agree more. I think Mickey has done an awesome job. Again, what we talked about, Gary, you and I a little bit earlier, and how the mindset of the team has has flipped in such a short amount of time. It's very impressive for a program that was super down in the dumps. But don't, you know, don't let that bar, that low bar that he's cleared, you know, allow for you to, to kind of escape into feelings land. That, I, I know it's going to happen, so I, I feel like, you know, I don't know why I try to fight this, but just like it's still a long season. There's still five games left this year. All right, here is uh, Mo. Hello, Mo. Hey, guys. Uh, good show. Um, I live in San Francisco. You know, it's, we have a bar here, and it was a great atmosphere. A lot of Husker fans. Uh, I just wanted to say, like, watching Purdue play, I mean, that team is a lot better than their record. I think they squeezed out. their uh, The two losses that they had was very close. And so I think Nebraska played a better team than a lot of people think. Um, I love the effort. And, I mean, I like Mickey Joseph. I like what he's doing. But like you said, Josh, there's still, what, another five games to go. Yep. So uh, we have a long way to go. Still another half a season left. So we'll see what happens. Great show, guys. Uh, hey, Mo. Thanks, thanks for, Mo. for listening in the uh, Bay Area. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think anybody has to underestimated Purdue. Um, this is a team that they're four points away from being unbeaten. Yeah. It, yeah they, and, uh, and they were a trendy pick to win the West. Mm-hmm. And this is Jeff Brom with a sixth-year quarterback. They've recruited very well. They don't yeah. have Karloftis. They don't have Bell. But they've got some talent. Now, was I super enamored with them tonight? Not necessarily. But when you have Aiden O'Connell, you're able to make plays. And Charlie Jones, I mean, Charlie Jones had 12 catches tonight on 16 targets, 132 yards. He's a guy who had been banged up since the Syracuse yeah. game, too. He had, a, he had a really good performance. I'm with you. They, they're impressive. Like they, they certainly have some things that I like about them. It's a problem, I think, that they continue to, to let Palmer beat them deep like they did. You know, especially given that Nebraska's offense wasn't able to do a whole lot of anything. But yeah, I would be con- if I was Purdue, I would be really concerned. You came in as a top thirty defense, and in the passing game, you got diced up. Yeah, but now at this point in time, uh, especially with another Illinois victory today um, over Minnesota, 
this this team looks like for sure the sec- at worst the second best team in the division. You know, and and given that they have the game in hand now on Nebraska and everyone else after that is one and two or worse, Purdue's feeling great sitting at three and one in conference play. Great at three and one. Uh, here is Andy. Hello, Andy. Good evening. Hello. Um, I hope everyone's doing well. Um, nice. Uh, I just, uh, I'm not trying to be mean. And uh, with all due respect to everyone who's called in, you know, um, I'm sitting in a car with six guys who were at the game. Nice. And what I saw was not even close to admirable effort. Um now I understand, you know, that they're that they were in that game. Maybe you could say that's good, but I mean, I'm looking at 37 first downs, uh, however many 101 plays, um, you know, no sacks, uh, just across the board defensively in particular was awful. And without Trey Palmer, I don't know how that looks offensively. So again, all due respect but I feel like maybe our fan base doesn't even know what they're looking at anymore um, because we're still still losing. Um, So. All right, Andy. I think, I think, you know, look, I can't speak, I guess, to the exact effort that they were or weren't giving. I do think Gary, that they're, we're all grading on a curve right now, given how low things had gotten over the last few years. So I understand that, but I thought the offense, for, this is a team that is not thin, or that is not deep, excuse me. They're very thin. They're thin all over the place. The offensive line, it's the worst in our lifetime. Worst in our lifetime. And, you know, they don't trust the, the running game. They have one receiver it seems like they really, really trust, and a few others that they, they decently trust. The quarterback is very hit and miss, and the defense has a lot of problems. And so I guess I am viewing all of those things, and I also watched the first three games of the year, especially the perform- or the first four games, the performances against Georgia Southern, the performance against Oklahoma, the performance against Northwestern, and they're a better team right now than they were then. You know, is that grading on a curve? Of course it is, but I mean they are better right now, and and you know I was decently impressed with how they played. They they played better than I thought. I thought they were going to lose by twenty. I picked thirty-seven seventeen. They outplayed what I thought. And they were what thirteen and a half. Yeah, exactly. Underdog. Yeah, no, there you can look at this and go. If you thought you were going to go West Lafayette and score thirty-seven, because I said for them to have a chance, they'd have to score twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. If you said they're going, if they score thirty-seven against Purdue and they lose, yeah, you have a, a right to be frustrated. Nebraska couldn't get off the field defensively. They couldn't make a stop when they needed to. They got diced up by O'Connell when he needed to make a play. He made a play, and he had a clean pocket basically the entire night. Again, I don't know that he has any grass stains that were the result of Nebraska knocking him down mm-hmm. all night long. Um, so it's the balance of the three different phases. How do you feel about the offense? Well, I feel good about Palmer, but we don't run the ball. Mm-hmm. What do you feel about the defense? Well, we're on the field for 101 plays. <laughs> what do you feel about special teams? Special teams gave Nebraska a chance to win. Yeah, yeah. John asked a question this week. What what game would Nebraska have a better chance to win? Would they have a better chance to win if it was a high-scoring affair? or a low-scoring affair. I thought for sure it was going to be a low-scoring game. I did not think that they could win a track meet. And I guess, look, in the end, I was I was proven right, I guess, because they lost, and yet, if they get one stop somewhere in the second half, or if that, if that pass is a little bit lower with a little bit more touch to Elante Brown, I wonder what kind of conversation we could have ended up having in let this me, game. Let me, let me ask you this, and you can, you can chew on this for a little bit, and we'll get to Brian and Nate. Was there anything that happened tonight that was a surprise to you about this team, good or bad, that you didn't already know 
and you have to look at it from now seven games. Not one individual game, but anything good or bad happened tonight where that surprised you. That that is different from what you've seen this year. As, and we're taken into seven games, not, oh yeah, it's different from last week. It's different from the week before. I mean, but over seven games spe- of this football team. Special teams was, was better, right? I mean, they got, they got a nice kick return. They got another block. I'd say that special teams, I thought that this year, Gary, I thought special teams was just going to kind of be steady. They were going to improve, but they weren't going to have splash plays. They basically were just going to exist. They have had some splash plays. They've had some actual positive special teams plays. So I guess that it sucks too that Bushini is hurt because yeah, he's clearly you know, not a hundred percent. Yeah, because he was an actual weapon that they had, and he's not a weapon anymore. So that sucks. I think the team that played tonight in West Lafayette is who Nebraska football is. Yeah, with the added bonus of they're now being led by a person that they believe in and they trust their coaches. Mm-hmm. They're the same team. They just have a different mindset. And they played a team that is in first place, and they lost by six. Even though the stats look ugly on one side of the ledger, they hung around in the football game. They didn't crack. They're yeah. down 27 to 10. Yeah. Okay? But they they didn't make winning plays tonight. Mm-hmm. And until they find a way to make winning plays consistently throughout the game, they're going to have nights like this where you're going to have mixed emotions of, oh, man, only lost by six. Or somebody on that plane coming back to Lincoln is like, we're three and four. Why are we three and four? Why did we lose this football game? Yeah, and this is going to sound like a backhanded compliment, but you know what? At least they didn't lose because of just boneheaded, idiotic decisions by no. the coaches or the players. Like I know that there were turnovers. Casey Thompson's last interception was not very good, but and there th- was some poor still... and there was some poor Mickey Joseph clock yes, management definitely. going again into Def- the for into definitely. the halftime. Yeah, but this is tonight. I watched the game, Gary, and I thought it's just a team that's not good enough. And there are mm-hmm. times where they lost for reasons beyond just not being good enough. You know what? And that's okay to say out loud. Yeah, exactly. And that's Look, if we're going to say it now, get ready to say it. We're going to say it against Illinois, against Minnesota, against Michigan, Wisconsin, and Iowa. Here is uh, Brian. Hello, Brian. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, Brian. Hi. Um, I want to disagree with the last caller, but I want, first wanted to say that the running back coach, whoever that guy is, needs to get fired. Okay. Uh, no. The R- Ramir Johnson should be our running back because if you can't uh, run through a bunch of th- or running back, if you can't if you can't run through a bunch of three hundred pound uh, linemen, you need to have agility to go around him. I don't understand why Ramir Johnson isn't 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 playing back up there. I mean, you have fans saying that Logan Smothers needs to be the quarterback because we need to be able to scramble. But here's the thing. Here's the real reason why I'm calling. You're saying. Um, because the other caller said that, you know, you uh, don't know what we're looking at. I, I don't think he knows what we're looking at because uh, you want to see what this looks like with a Georgia Southern team or our North Dakota team out there. Uh, here's the point. Trev Alberts is going to have to talk to Ms. Nikki Joseph and say, what would you do if you had your own offensive coordinator and your own defensive coordinator with the same type of motivation as you're doing to your players? Right now we're a mediocre team in the Big Ten. And that's just fine. That's a lot better than what could be going on right now. And we have been spared. We have been spared. And you want to you want to see development? You're seeing it right in front of your eyes. That is why you have people calling in, and it sounds like, well, we don't even know what we're looking at because we're not winning games. But boy, they sure do look good out there. Well, they do. They look good out there because this is what development looks like. This is the start of development, and we're going to have to make a decision if you want to keep a coach who is what we are looking for, which is development, 
He has five games to uh, figure out what he's doing with his timeouts. He went to halftime at Indiana with three timeouts in his pocket. I'll never understand that. He messed up on his timeout situation. Uh, the, but these coordinators uh, is going to be a big deal. And he, uh, Trev Alberts has got to get with Mickey Joseph and say, what would you do? What if I gave you a defensive coordinator who for sure won't give you 600 yards of defense? What if you, uh, what if that defensive coordinator, what if that offensive coordinator are people like Mickey Joseph? What does a Mickey Joseph team actually look like? Because up top, that motivation, he is going to motivate those coaches. And those need to be the right people in those two positions. And uh, yes, I want to Thank you. Hold on, Brian. Brian, what did you think of Anthony Grant yeah. two weeks ago? I don't see it at all. I don't see any of these running backs at all. I mean, Anthony Grant ran a fine game, but so did Steph last year. I mean, it's just, it's, uh, you know, I've, I've played GameCube and uh, NCAA 2008 updated roster. Got Ramir Johnson up there, and he's agile. I don't even run the other running backs. What are what is he doing? What's his rating? Why is Ramir Johnson? Why is Ramir Johnson not the starting running back? Uh, How is he turned into like the, the best player of all time? Like yeah. what? What am I missing Brian, with Ramir? Brian, he ran one time because, for... because we are gonna we are gonna lose Seven, him to transfer. Okay, that's good. Oh, well, you know you know who you don't want to lose to transfer, Brian. A.J. Allen. A.J. Allen's the best running back in the program. Yeah, and he's hurt. Not right now. Well, he's hurt, but he's the best pro- He's the best running back in the program. Well, Raheem Johnson's the best player on the bench that's not running right now. Well, and We're only averaging two or three yards a run, and we can't bulldoze through people. This isn't a police okay. team. We're not going to run right through these people. We've got to run around I'll them. I'll engage in, in, in this conversation. So, let, Ramir had a nice run tonight. First time he's touched the ball on offense, he goes for 17. Do you think that Ramir Johnson would have been different tonight if he would have uh, carried the ball eleven times? Would he yeah, have? Would he have gotten? Se- more. Would he? Yeah, what would he have done in those other ten carries? More. It would have happened eleven more times. Okay. Well, I mean, I may, maybe I don't know, um, but there's a reason why he's well, not playing. He's well, not. He's not he, because this is that's a product of Scott Frost moving him around, telling him to sit on the bench. Um. No, Brent. What do you mean? He told Ramir Johnson to sit on the bench. He, yeah, he did. Didn't no, he try to move them out. To Ramir Johnson, Scott to... Frost. Ramir Johnson is Scott. Scott Frost loves Ramir Johnson. Okay, Ramir Johnson. Uh-huh. Ramir Johnson didn't earn the job in the top three coming out of camp. Right. Well, well who did? Who? How come these people? How come these big Anthony running backs Grant, that we have are getting more than two yards? Yeah. Have you seen the offensive line, bro? Yeah, but come on, these are uh, this is Nebraska. This is Nebraska running back. Okay. Why are we continuing with this with this nonsense? Well, it's a bad team, man. It's a bad. It's a bad. It's a bad program. A shot. All right. You know, and with what we're dealing with right now, we cannot run. We cannot run the ball. So put somebody else in. Put Ramir Johnson in. Let him try to run around. He's more agile. I promise you. I played him on GameCube. Okay. Okay, uh, that's impossible. The last right. NCAA video game. Nick just uh, he's listening in apparently. Nick said that the last NCAA video game on GameCube was 08. So this is impossible, Gary. Yeah. It's impossible. By the way, last year, Amir Johnson, 4.4 yards per carry. He's turned into, like, the best player ever. You know, they used to say, Gary, the most popular player on campus was the second-string quarterback. Yeah. For Nebraska, suddenly it's the fourth-string running back. That's what's happened. Who's apparently Michael Jordan? When yeah, it comes he's, to he's really good, especially the GameCube. on GameCube. All right, one more call before the break. <laughs> Here is 
my love for this show. I was good in the first hour. <laughs> uh, here is uh, we got beer in the fridge. Gary. Here is uh, Nate. Hello, Nate. Uh, hi, can you hear me? Hey, Nate. We got you. We got you, Nate. As long as you're not playing GameCube, we're cool. <laughs> I don't even know what GameCube is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I can't believe I got through to you guys. I've been listening for years and years. Oh, nice. And uh, <clears throat> love the show. And I love Mickey Joseph. Put that out there. Um, and you know, he's a motivator. Uh, but but I think... Uh, you know, if you were talking earlier about what what would Trevor Albert say to him as far as as far as coordinators go, mm-hmm. and uh, I hope Mickey would say, "Look, give me Bill Bush, give me Bill Bush all day long." I know we gave up a ton of yards today, but for some reason, I just see an amazing effort. We 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 lost our two middle linebackers, but yet I I just saw great effort there on defense, even though. You know, we couldn't stop a run, et cetera. But here's my here's my issue, <laughs> and it drives me crazy. This isn't a criticism of of Mickey or anything. It's I guess it's it's across football in general. You remember? And my I'm old, so my memory's bad. But there was a there was a possession we had down there, like on the five yard line, six yard line. We tried some kind of jump pass to or or or, or, or uh, is that uh, the one to Borkature? To Borkature, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and we got that lucky call. I think that was the play where we got that lucky call uh, roughing the passer, which I think was in our favor. I think that's it. Oh, and that's then right. and then we lined up under center, uh-huh. under center, with three guys in the backfield, three of them, which yeah. I was. I couldn't believe my eyes. I was I couldn't believe it. I'm like, finally. And next play, handed it off running the end zone. Now compare that with later in the game. Uh, first and goal from what the sixth? I don't know, maybe something like that. Uh, <clears throat> the one where they threw for, the ball three yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, they were at the four. I mean, yeah, yep. and and what is the deal with? And it's been going on for years. It's across college football. It's in the NFL. It was before even Scott Frost lining up in shotgun from the five-yard line, four-yard line, empty backfield, maybe one back back there, and we threw – it was incomplete. And then we threw the uh, out route to – I think it was uh, uh, to Grant. Yep, in the corner, the 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 front corner. Yep. Yeah, and then, of course, now it's third down. And so, of course, obviously, we're going to throw again. Now, the guy was wide open in the back of the end zone. It was a great play call. I mean, and our quarterback got a a little excited and, you know, fired it over his head. But if we were to run the ball, get under center, I know our offensive line sucks. But, Jesus, H, like, can't we get two yards? Can't Can't we pitch a ball once? Can't we? Can't we get under center? And fake it one way, pitch it the other way, and let somebody. I I just don't understand the epidemic in football these days. I mean, you go to the even the you know, go to the NFL in Seattle with, uh, or I mean with, uh, with the guy with what's his name Russell Wilson. Yeah, the Super Bowl. I I mean, run the damn. Remember after run the damn ball. I mean, I don't. 
I just don't understand. Empty in the shotgun, first and goal from the four-yard line. What is the de- – can you guys explain this to me? I, I don't understand. I just – I'm at a loss. Maybe I'm too old. Maybe ah. I'm living in the past. No, I don't know. Nate, this is a conversation all across football. Thanks, Thank Nate. you. Um, so talk about that Super Bowl? So people <laughs> – so people had to hyperventilate when they see two guys escorting uh, Yant into the end zone because that's the one where they got under center and went quick. I, you know what? This is a question. I, I think we were just a little bit late getting in on Mickey. I don't know that that sequence of plays was asked to him, but I, it has to be asked to Whipple when he talks to the media. Uh, at some I guess point, whenever yeah, he yeah, talks to the media, because that if he talks to the media, again. what his mindset was on the first and second down. Again, we're not having this conversation if Thompson finds a wide open Brown. Yeah, we're saying, oh man, those play calls were frustrating, but, but in the end, they scored. But why? Because you remember, you got there with the Palmer end around. They're on their heels. Why not keep them on their heels yeah. instead of throwing a pass? I just wondered yeah. about that in the first two uh, plays of that uh, scenario. That, again, you didn't get seven. You had a stick for uh, three. All right, we'll take a quick break. We've got a line open, 951-1620. It's Big Red Overreaction. What a day of college football. USC Ooh. goes down. Alabama goes down. Minnesota goes down. Wisconsin goes down. Nebraska goes down. Penn State gets stomped. Yep, Michigan looked really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Red Overreaction brought to you by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. Also by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. And Burton. When your plumbing's hurting, Josh, just call Burton. There is Josh. I'm Gary. Conrad as well. All of uh, all of you on 109, 1019 The Keg and 1620 Zazone.